Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I'm joined now by Adam Higgins, political correspondent of the Irish Sun. Adam, your paper this morning is going through the confusion among the various sectors of the nighttime economy. Good morning. Good morning, yeah, and I think the Taoiseach there will have to double down on his clarifications today because what should have been a, a really good news day because there was a, a wider reopening and lifting of restrictions than perhaps some people may have expected when it comes to the soundings from Neffet over the past couple of days. I mean, that curfew on pubs is gone. We're going to have full stadiums. Nightclubs will get to reopen. And unfortunately, the government have scored an own goal here by all the confusion and not having all the intricacies of this laid out perfectly before they come to the public with it. Michal Martin's argument, and there's another clip which I'll play in a minute from that interview on 6-1, is that the game changed late at night on Monday when Neffet issued its instructions. Does he get anywhere for saying that? I don't think so, because this isn't the first time this has happened, and I've been on this show before to talk about this the day after these restrictions are being changed. And the amount of times... Taoiseach Michal Martin has come out to the press after they've agreed to change or alter the restrictions, whether it's closing things down or reopening over the past 18 months, and they haven't had their story straight. So many times we come out and, and the first couple of questions that the, the reporters put to the, the government leaders in a press conference is already starts poking holes in their plan to reopen. And we've seen this happen time and time again, even if you remember as far back as when we had these phases and automatically the first day that we had these re- five stages of reopening, we were already on 2.3 in Dublin or something like that. Time and time again, they've made a mess of these reopening restrictions. And I think if the game changes, as the Taoiseach says on Sunday night, then what the government should do is change their plan on announcing this and get, spend an extra couple of hours getting things right and going through these questions that are going to be asked before they come to the public with no answers. Mm. Now, the various sectors, of course, will have to come up with their own documents. And that's, I, 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 don't, I don't really have any, I wouldn't like to be in the Hotel Federation or I wouldn't like to be in the Vintners Federation or anywhere today, or particularly the nightclub owners, trying to figure out what you can and can't do when you step into a nightclub for the first time in, in 20 months. Yes, and in particular, concerts and nightclub owners. I mean, these are two industries that have been bounced around the place for the past 18 months, whether they're going to open, close, their dates have been changed on them. And now again, at the very last minute, I mean, these I know there's concerts set to go ahead. They were full, sold out for Friday on the anticipation that these rules would be changed. And, that, and then at the very last minute, in a, a move that was never flagged before, 
they're going, the government have decided that concerts can only be sitting only and you can stand at your chair for some reason, which restricts the capacity and perhaps gigs will have to be cancelled because they've already sold too many tickets to move seats into it. And then on, when they look across the street, if you're on Camden Street and you're in Whelan's uh, venue and then you look across the street to um, places like Coppers, they're allowed full standing, dancing and everything else. But we haven't seen the rules that the government are going to put on them and they're supposed to open on Friday. And this is Wednesday and they still haven't seen the rules of how they're supposed to reopen. I mean, it's, it's real chaos. It is chaos is a very good word for it. Look at another element of uh, that was confirmed yesterday, Adam, and that is the antigen tests. At long, long last, they're going to start using them, but still it's limited to people who are deemed to be close contacts. Yes, and this will be a confusing one as well because the HSE will send out these antigen tests to people who are vaccinated and who are going to be close contacts. How will that work on a practical practical stage? Like, I mean, are everybody's addresses up to date on there when with the HSC's information? How is that going to work? It'll be very interesting to see how that's going to be rolled out over the next couple of weeks. That's actually a very good point. I mean, I wouldn't know if I came up as a close contact of someone now. Does the HSE have an up to date address for me to send me a test? Exactly, and I know personally myself. I've moved three times over the past four years. I have no idea what the last time I was in, thankfully the last time I was involved with the, the health service at all. So I don't know what uh, address they have for me and how are they going to keep up with that sort of thing. And it'll be very interesting to see how the HSC deal with that one. And you'd wonder, I've seen someone suggest um, over the past couple of hours that perhaps they could have done this in a better way of, you know, using these antigen tests, leaving them, uh, you know, stocks of, stocks of them in maybe the local GP or the local pharmacy. And if someone's a close contact, they can go down masked up to pick them up. I'm not sure how that would work either, but it seems to be a kind of a messy way to be sending them out to each person's address. And how quickly will that happen? I know the the big benefit of these rapid antigen tests is that is the speed. So if you go to get a PCR test, it could take 24 to 48 hours for these tests to get your results back. The antigen test result is supposed to be back in a couple of hours. So what's the speed element of this? I mean, if we if someone has to wait a day or possibly two days, depending on where they are in the country, for this to be posted to them, what's the benefit of switching from rapid antigen to as opposed to the PCR? So in the corridors of Leinster House today, Adam, what will be the tone of the conversation? Will it be along the lines of, Christ, how do we make this work? I think there will be a lot of um, panicked uh, drawing up of plans in particular for the nightclub sector because they're going to need rules immediately. I mean, today, in the next couple of hours, because they're already hiring staff. There's so many people who work in those sectors who or people who are planning to go to concerts or musicians who are ready to play on Friday and they have no idea what they're supposed to do now. And they're waiting and they're looking at Catherine Martin's department, the Department of Arts, and saying, Tell us, tell us what we can do Friday. Tell us what we can do on Saturday. This is a bank holiday. There's a lot going on. I mean, you look at the Cork Jazz Festival itself. What happens there now? There's so many concerts going on in that city now, this weekend, across the weekend, and those organisers kind of don't know what's going to happen. They don't. Adam, thank you very much. Adam Higgins of uh, the Irish Sun for being with us. Let me go to the Imperial Hotel, which is one of the main jazz festival venues, and they'd have Axe book booked right across the weekend. Um, pretty much all day, traditionally, the music in the Imperial would start in the afternoon and go on until the very early hours of the morning. Bastian Perrault down there. Bastian, good morning to you. 
Good morning, PJ. How are you? Great. Good to speak with you, my friend, and thanks for being with us. So, looking into the Jazz Weekend, with these new rules and regulations to hand, what can you tell us? Are you going to head as normal? Well, um, PJ, we were planning to go um, with some restrictions anyway, so the table service was something that we were planning to do. Um, we will have uh, a mix of high table, low tables. We will have live music. We'll try to make it as pleasurable and normal as possible, but it will be slightly different than we normally uh, do. However, it's much better than what we did last year, which was nothing. So uh, we are very grateful to be able to do something. Yeah. Your table service will affect the capacity of the venue. Normally, the Imperial is a place that would be stuffed right for the weekend. You're yes, not going to be able to do yes. that now. No, we won't. No, 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 we won't. And um, again, table service was something that we were planning to do. We, we, we knew that some restrictions would be uh, uh, kept. And uh, listen, we all have to do whatever it takes to suppress this virus. So um, we have worked from the beginning, very beginning to with the guidelines and we continue to do so. We are very grateful for the extension of the hours already. So that means that people will be able to stay longer or to... Uh, we'll have to be uh, able to have more people coming. So that's already great. And we have some uh, fabulous bands coming. People will be enjoying themselves. They cannot uh, dance in the middle of a room as they used to, but they can stay at the table, stand and uh, enjoy themselves just in a slightly different way. Yeah. Will people have to book? Uh, no, we, uh, we we decided to do it differently for sustainability is everything, PJ. So we had... Um, we have decided this year that we will give a voluntary donation, which will go to Cork Simons at the entrance, and that um, our revenues should suffice to pay the live music, which <laughs> I hope it will. But uh, no, they don't have to book. We work, we work on a walk-in basis. We will have two entrances, one on Pembroke Street and one on South Mall. We'll have people con- taking the contact tracing, checking the certificate for the vaccination, Pretty much as we have done now for the last uh, few weeks, months, so nothing very new to us in terms of procedure. Does it make it more difficult, Bastian, that you thought that the COVID cert would be gone for the weekend, but it's not? In, in fact, you're being asked to enforce it even more rigidly. Is that a problem? No, not at all. I think it's something that we have done. We have been controlled a few times. Um, these COVID cert were something that we did from the very beginning. At the beginning, it was a bit uh, even of a confusion for the, maybe the older generation who do not uh, are not comfortable with smartphone, etc. But no, I think now everyone is well used and well versed with it. We check it. They we don't even have to ask. People show it to us straight away. Do you know what I mean? So it's no. Um, it's not a challenge at all. The team, my imperial family here, is very well uh, trained on that. They know what they yeah. have to ask. We have a, a, a strict procedure with it. And as as I said, as we have done it for a few months now, um, no challenge whatsoever. It's a bit like checking at the airport when you fly, you know, so yeah. it, it, we can do that. No problem. One of the lovely things about going to a big venue like the Imperial at the Jazz is being able to spend a half an hour in the front bar and then be nip across to the back where you have another band on and maybe effectively just tour around the building. That won't be really possible this time, will it? No, it won't. Um, for contact tracing pur- purpose, we will. Uh, the way we have envisaged to do it will depend on the number of people who will want to do that. It's um, people will have to requeue, so uh, going out of one venue to go to the other, so we can take the timings of uh, 
that they arrive and uh, retake the contact tracing like if they were new customers. But yeah. on the other hand, we have two different venues, two different spots with live music, and we'll have um, um, the whole structure for it. My team is ready, and we are so excited, yeah. actually, yeah. despite the restriction. Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm very, very taken by the positivity in your voice and, and the attitude. Look, it's better to have this with some restrictions than what we had last year, which was nothing. Exactly. And we are going toward the right direction. We are going. So we, we knew we cannot, we could not get out like that. So there's no surprise in that. We all need to do the right things. And there's uh, some people, some people who are qualified to take this decision for us. So uh, I understand the debate around it. But at the end now, it has been a year and a half. So we know we have to live with restrictions until we sort that out. So let's all do it together and get on with it, you know, so. Um, I'm so happy to be able to have my musicians back and we'll have a fantastic evenings, three days of fun. We'll just do it slightly differently. It doesn't mean that it won't be fun at all. And uh, it's very important for Cork City to have this festival. It's, it's generate a lot of money for smaller cafes, for the businesses, for the breakfast, for people buying the newspapers in the morning. You know, there's a real community spirit. So we all need to get behind this jazz we can now. And uh, I think uh, Cork City have done it really, really well. And we have done it the whole summer. Um, so we're mm. fine. We will be fine. I must- a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Compliment you, actually, Bastian, um, as one of the venues that really embraced the outdoor when we all, when all we had was outdoor, yes. uh, and and it was great. Yes, and places, true. a lot of places did it, but it just it, it's worth it's worth giving a pat on the back where it's where it's deserved. Uh, thank you for being with us on the Opinion Line, Bastian Pero, down at the Imperial Hotel on South Man, one of the big jazz venues. Senator Jerry Buttermore, they've been asked to do a whole lot in forty eight hours. They had sold out venues with anticipation of one change in the restrictions, now it's totally different and they're all confused. You can you can see why they're up at arms, can't you? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Look, it, it is extremely difficult for everybody in, in the nighttime economy and the hospitality sector. Um, I suppose what we need at this stage now uh, is, 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 is a bit of perspective and action. And I suppose, first of all, we've had huge public buy-in in terms of the vaccination programme, in terms of following public health advice. And there has been a clear call for the majority of the, the people to reopen the country 
in a safe manner. Mm. Uh, and if you look at what's happened, and, and I, I heard you during the week, uh, you know, interviewing different people about the trajectory of the virus. Um, and, and I've met and spoken to people about this, public health experts and, and people far more qualified than I. This has taken a turn that nobody, you know, on the ground foresee. But the modelling did, did, did say that we would move in a certain direction. Mm. So, so government, and I accept completely, PJ, that it was late in terms of the, the letter from Neffet and the Neffet, uh, you know, word of caution to last week and then over the weekend. But government were faced with two options. Do we pause and see if things get better? Mm. Or do we do as we've done, which is to proceed with caution, mm. with safety in mind? Well, uh, Neffert didn't recommend a pause, Jerry. No recommend, but no recommend. Neffert, no, that's the point. But that was that was that could have been part of what they could have done. But Neffert said on balance, you know, mm. there was a word of caution. But my point, sorry, is, and I know you, you know it's a cliche to say this now, but look where we've been. We, in the past, you have had this discussion: do we open or close? Now that's no longer the, the binary choice. It's do we open with 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 different protocols? And mm. I fully accept, PJ. And I've met with people in the nighttime economy. They have had two years nearly of absolute nothing. Um, and 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 I hear your word confusion, and it is mixed messaging. Um, but it's not mixed messaging in, in the context of trying to confuse people. Mm. This morning, as we speak, I take a simple, I take a simple, and not. Uh, uh, thing that jumps out of all the newspapers this morning. So I can go to my local in Douglas on Friday night and have a couple of points and watch a band if I want to, right? But i got to sit at my table and enjoy my music, sit at my table and yeah. whatever. If I go into a nightclub, I can queue up at the bar. At least that's yeah. the reading of it. No, and, and, and I have the same conversation and I've had the same even in preparing for your interview, but even discussing with friends, family, colleagues, why? And and here's here's the key from my perspective is that this morning, Minister Catherine Martin is meeting with with the with the sector to to put in place protocols around that. It I think it's about public health, PJ. In the over in the overarching philosophy is about public health. You are right, and it's it is it is conflicting for many of us that you can go into the for argument's sake, I I can go into chambers uh, and I can dance and go to the bar. Yet two doors up. I have to go into a bar, sit down, and 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 get get um, table service. It is about the reservoir infection that's all around us. I think that what we've all got to learn is we must now live with COVID and whatever that means, mm. and and helping us to live in, in a new normal, new life again. Yeah. Look, PJ, the, the reality is this: whether we like it or not, we well, have would, would the teacher people... have been better off just to give a few bullet points yesterday rather than going into detail and saying look we'll follow it up with each sector in turn in the next 24 to 48 hours rather than you know allowing for all the confusion that's out there now like messaging is everything if you don't have good messaging you don't have good credibility and unfortunately people are looking at it now as running this is a mess yeah, well, I suppose the the bottom line that and, and and in your in your audio clip there, he spoke about working with us. We have reopened society. This morning, if we had done a different approach, you would be on the program with representatives of all different parts of the economy, giving out that we've closed down. Lafayette this morning are closing down. We're re, we we we've reopened, and 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 I'm not trying to defend because there is now a clear need, PJ, for sector specific guidance and protocols mm. to put to put in place. Quickly, and, and look, quickly, Jerry. 
Absolutely. And, and I suppose the bottom line here is, and, and, and here's an interesting point, PJ, that I think we should, and, and I know you've had a conversation during the week on this. The, the cohort, of, as an example, of 16 to 29 age group, there are 850,000 people in that age cohort. There are about 155,000 of those people who have not got vaccinated. So that puts people at risk. So my, my, my point in, in, the over, in, our, in our conversation is, one, vaccines work. Two, we must work with each other to be safe and to go back to things that we used to do at the beginning in terms of hand hygiene, mask wearing, social distancing, that have become a bit lax, as this is in your programme, I said during the week. And, and what government have done is they've given consideration to everything and have opened with caution in terms of... And then mm. in tandem with that, we have the, the booster vaccination. There is, and I agree, it's late to the game, antigen testing being introduced and, and face masks. We're very late to a lot of games. We're late to the antigen testing game. We're late to the booster vaccines games. We really do well, need to get our, our, you know, we really need to get up to speed a bit here. Well, we, we, we're late to the game in antigen testing, in, even though we've had it in third level, we've had it in the meat factories, we've had it in certain sectors and in, and in third level education and other places as well. But we, we're not late to the game in vaccine. We're not late to the game in, in public health. So to be in fair, the boosters we you know, are. In, well, in the boosters, there's a debate around the world about what we do with the booster in the context. And I think, look, from my perspective, we should be giving boosters to people over 60. We should be giving them to healthcare workers and to frontline workers. That should be done in Yeah, why, why do you think they were left out this time? Well, I don't know is the honest answer because I have been and on your programme I was very strong about members of Angari Shikhan at the beginning being part of that frontline yeah. group that got it first. But I think the bottom line here is you know, we are at top of the class in terms of vaccination. There's also an element now that we must all of us in tandem with the industry take responsibility. Like we, we have 45,000 inspections since May uh, in enforcement and there must be a level of self-enforcement as well and there must be a level of, of, of responsibility by business owners but also by us as members of the public in how we behave and interact. Mm-hmm. And, and there will be anomalies, PJ. I think you know, you worked in the nighttime economy. There will, be an, there, there will be anomalies. There is a grey area. But I hope that today's meeting with Catherine Martin and the industry will clarify. Mm-hmm. There's a forum in her department um, and with the teachers department uh, that will work out issues, but we need the plan to reopen. We've been, we've seen the country closed for I think is it 82 weeks that the, the nighttime economy has been closed. Mm. Well, you see, that's just it. People had made plans for this weekend, plans across, along a certain narrative, and 48 hours out, they find that whole narrative changed, and one can only only hope that it'll, that those anomalies will be sorted out. Just bring into the subject of the the COVID passes, which we thought we'd be doing away with this weekend, uh, and the enforcement thereof. We know the dogs in the street are telling us, Jerry, that very few places are actually being any way stringent at all with the vaccine passes. That has to change. Like, for example, if you went into a, a restaurant for a boy to eat uh, and someone didn't ask you for your pass, what would you do? I, I would actually... Get, I, it happened to me actually the other day. I was walking into a place and, and I, I produced my COVID pass but I was asked for it. Uh, and the person did ask for it eventually. But yeah, you're right. Like, there must be... There must be by the HSE and the HSA. Would you have been willing to leave if they if they didn't and wanted? I, I would now, yeah, because I think from my perspective, it is about public health. It is about ensuring that we do follow guidelines and, and, and public health. And we must all learn from our mistakes in the past, PJ, and we must all ensure that we that we don't put people at risk. Um, and and that applies to how we 
and you had the comments during the week about the school in, in Ross. I think the minister was wrong to reopen the school. Yeah, I was just, I actually forgot to mention that to listeners during the morning, Jerry. And 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 I now that I now that I have a government representative on on the line, it's an opportunity. The school in Wexford that took a decision to close because of a major outbreak were effectively put under pressure by the Department of Education to open up again. Like that's not good yeah, enough. I, I think that was wrong. I, on the basis of what of the interview I heard by the principal on on, on RT during the week, uh, and her public health, uh, you know, worry and concern, and she acted in public health, but that's a matter for the minister of education who made the decision. I can't answer for her and the department. I know there's I know there is the policy there, but you know, schools have proven to be a place where the virus travels, and and people, both members of staff and students, have got COVID nineteen. But just to go back to your question, there, there was three percent found to be non-compliant uh, in in the HSE, uh, HSA um, checks, if you like. Two thirds of bars and restaurants are in compliance. And to be fair, if you look at around Cork City, for example, uh, the majority in, instantaneously will ask for the COVID cert uh, or, and will will ask for it to be produced automatically. And there will always be uh, a check. In terms of you know the contact person, I I, I give you an example, PJ. I was over in, in if I'm allowed to mention a tile shop, the Alferno Tiles in Kinsale Road last weekend, and and on the door going in, there was a book uh, where you had to sign in with your name, and I was impressed by that. This was a store that actually took public health to you know the level we meant to take it to in terms of contact tracing, and I think we need to ensure that contact tracing continues. Um, we've 75 people this morning in ICU beds, PJ. Yeah. Now, uh, thankfully, we never ran out of oxygen. We never ran out of ventilators. No. We we didn't run out of ICU beds. But the pandemic isn't over. That's the fundamental. No. Actually, point. well, now you've just led me down a road that I've been mentioning to my listeners over the last week, Jerry. Comparing official HSE numbers that are published every day, and a publicly publicly accessible document, in the course of October. 20th, 2020 to October 20th, 2021, there's about 10 extra fully staffed ICU beds. Explain that one. Well, I, I, I'm told, and I haven't got the figures to hand, that we have, we, have, we have 800 extra beds, 450 being used for COVID. There's seven to 8,000 extra staff. We have increased ICU beds. Um, there is a capacity issue, PJ, and I'm a former chairman of the health committee. I know. Uh, and, there, and there is a capacity of beds issue. Uh, that we need to look at, and, and I think part of and, and in this city, and that's what making us so nervous, isn't it? As the ICUs start filling up, people get very nervous, and we end up with restrictions that we might not have had to have. They do, and we are concerned, and we're right to be concerned. And and as you, I think it was your program I heard where the capacity in our in our emergency departments has been busier this autumn than it has been for quite some time. Um, there is a need, and 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 you will have a debate on your program in in a couple of weeks or a couple of months about the new elective hospital for Cork and where and not just where it will be, but how it will look and how it will be developed and what will its its mm. capacity and its its usage be, and and that's why I think we need to go back and look at the whole. Okay. Look, I, I, I'm going back in history to the closure of the North Infirmary and the, and the closure of different, you know, look, we can have that debate. But the bottom line here is we do need to increase capacity. But but the important point here is, PJ, we've reopened the country with caution. We're encouraging people to remain vigilant okay. and to get vaccinated. And I just hope that the jazz weekend in Cork that we're all craving for uh, will be a safe one and that we all, each of us, collectively and individually, uh, enjoy it, but also that we, we, we take care and mind each other because it is important that we, we do, you know, 
ensure that the virus doesn't continue to spread the way it has. Okay, thank you very much. That's Senator Jerry Bottomer. Corks 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.